you for listening to the Lise and Dom Pod, a show where two communications and marketing specialists, best friends separated by a thousand kilometers, speak their minds on current events and topics that impact young millennials and Gen Z. Tune in every week to hear us rant and rave about work, relationships, mental health, beauty, social media, and the latest trends. Join us for a discussion on the weirder things in life. Welcome to episode three of the Lise and Dom pod. I'm Lise. I'm Dom. And today we're going to talk about a topic that I think is a very passionate one for both of us for two reasons. One, because we work in that industry. And two, Mm -hmm. because we are very critical about the processes and just kind of how everything kind of happens. Uh, And to, to spoil the topic, we're going to talk about social media today. So, Dom, do you have any? I think I think this episode as well. It, it just brings our um, our view kind of behind the scenes, and we do have that training in order to, uh, you know, have those successful accounts and everything. Not that we really do. I mean, they're okay. They're average uh, accounts, but we're just gonna kind of kind of go over what uh, what picks our bones and you know what what. Um, Grinds our gears. Yeah, just there's there's some things that we need to talk about, and uh, I think there's some things that people don't necessarily realize when it comes to social media, and uh, we're about to expose them. Expose you, okay? Uh, so I, I suppose we can start by just kind of chatting a little bit about yeah, what's going well, on in our before, everyday. Before we got um, into our fancy topic for the week. I have to say, before we started recording, I um, I deleted everything that was in my junk folder. Oh, that's satisfying. For the first time in probably two years, and there was some sketchy ass shit yeah, in there. Yeah, there's nothing worse than oh, like looking into junk emails. God, I like the two main kind of topics were um, people wanting to send we. <laughs> Inappropriate pictures at best. Um, And I was like, "Ah, I'm not into that. Thanks. And um, people that were offering me the COVID vaccine. Really? Now, I've I mean, I haven't looked into my junk folder in a while because I quite frankly don't care to look in there. I feel like the filters of Gmail and Hotmail and all that stuff are quite good to filter out the stuff I do want to see and put it in my inbox. But COVID vaccine emails. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was like uh, you. Uh, there was one. It literally said, "We have picked out of our hat your name to get a COVID vaccine." I was like, "Excuse me, um, sure, sure, sure." And then uh, I had some stuff that was like, "Oh, the IRS is going to come arrest you because you didn't pay your taxes." And I was like, um, "You know, I haven't done them yet this year, but I, I'm legal. I mean, whatever." We're also not American, so we don't deal with the IRS. Nope. But all right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so that was fun. I basically have carpal tunnel in my hand from pressing the delete button so much because I had get this over 1000 emails to go through. So I did that. That was my productivity of the day. There wasn't a like delete all or like select all button. No. Oh, well, that sucks. (laughs) I had to do them one by one. And then I even went into my trash folder 
And then I did like delete all on that one. But yeah, I was like, oh my God, well, guys. I am quite come proud on. of you for doing that cleanup because it's true that, you know, it, it's cluttered. You might not be able to see it, but it's still clutter in our digital lives and apparently also contributes to like pollution and whatnot because it takes energy yep. to host those emails in the servers wherever Microsoft or Google is. So, I mean, that's, yep. that's pretty good. Yeah, so I did I did that this morning. I also slept in until 10.30, so I am A1, ready to go. We were also up until like 2 a.m. doing some uh, some hockey wives stuff. Um, for those who don't know, uh, my boyfriend is very into sports, um, and uh, he hasn't been able to play hockey for, well, close to three months until, well, everything, we went back into yellow, and now he plays about four times a week. And um, they only started playing at uh, 10 last night. So by the time they were done, it was 11. By the time we got home, it was like 1130, almost 12. By the time I did my skincare and went to bed, it was like 2 a.m. So we're good. We're it's the weekend. And um, I'm excited to just record our podcast because I think this is my new um, found passion in life. Yeah. And it's been a few days since we recorded because we were busy uh, over the past few evenings with work and life and sleepy. Uh, yes. So, uh, and this is all, pretty much the only week until you know maybe in the future when we need to like pre-record things where we're recording like three times in a week for launch. So, uh, yes. there's a lot going on. I still have an ep- edited episode too. I hope it's worth it. I it's like we said this this might be our newfound passion in life, but uh, I really hope that you guys that share that interest with us because we are just having so much fun and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I guess to slowly dive into our topic of the day, um, as we're preparing to launch, we are putting together social media posts. Yep. Obviously, that's yep. how we're promoting this thing. Yep. I, I'm not used to doing so much social media for my personal life, personal projects, but I do it for my day job. So mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the fact that we have like our own our own aesthetic that we don't have to work yes. like work with our work one like we can really it's it's blank canvas we can do whatever we want yeah hashtag girl boss <laughs> and uh i really like that aspect too so dom uh maybe you want to start yeah let's dive yeah, into let's, it let's start talking about social media why we hate it and like like always um these are our personal point of views um and it's because we we do work and have studied quite a bit in uh in this topic, so their point of views, um, like always, hit us up after if you have some stuff to uh, add or, you know, talk about. But uh, let's get right into it. I'll also add that uh, using the word hate is very much for clickbait in this scenario because obviously we don't hate yes. social media. I'm on my phone 25 hours a day. Um, yep. I am always on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Reddit and YouTube. I am I'm all over TikTok, Clubhouse, everywhere. So obviously we don't hate it. Obviously. There no. are just certain things on social media that we either don't like or find problematic. It's got to stop. Got to stop. Uh, so we're going to expose a little bit of that today. But obviously we're not going to go into details um, too intensely because, you know, these are the still just general topics that I feel like everyone does kind of know about, at least if you're involved in this industry. Exactly. So I guess the first thing is is what what we again in quotation marks what we hate about social media. Um, 
For me, I think my biggest one is people pretending to live a life that you know that they don't. Yes. I don't know if you kind of just want to start it off while I'm I'm gathering my thoughts. I I feel like I had such a clear idea, but it's all like coming in at once and I'm like, um yeah, cuz I feel like I mean, we're just bathing in this topic all the time in our professional lives, yeah. in our personal lives. I I like researching a lot on this topic uh, just for like personal interests and so I know what the most recent trends are. So I feel like my brain is always just simmering in a soup of social media and the problems and the advantages of being on social media. So the way I perceive it, why I quote unquote hate or what I hate about social media uh, in quotes is that it's very much a performance. Yeah. It's, I feel like initially this was, these types of services were intended to represent your life, how it is, connect with people that you love and that you know. Um, you know, I, I, I think back of like the origins of Facebook. Yes, they were kind of problematic, but yeah. you know, in reality, like, you know, after those problematic things happened, it was about connecting with, you know, your, your colleagues, your friends. Um, but now it's turned into just such an explosion of everything that is both good and bad about society. Yeah, like um, I remember when I, I first got Facebook, I remember I was one of the last ones of my friends group to get it because mom kept on saying, like, you're going to have to add me as a friend and I'm going to, you know, like, look at everything you're doing. And I was like, oh, like, I don't want that. And then uh, I finally got it. And I remember when I first got Facebook, you know, you had um, become a fan of the page. Mm-hmm. That was a thing. And um, Farmville was a thing. Oh, my God. I remember yep. those. But now Facebook is just I'm thinking about what it's been probably more than 10 years that I've had Facebook. And I remember just how much it evolved in 10 years. You know, there, there wasn't Facebook Marketplace and there wasn't um professional pages there were just you know meme pages and stuff like that but now it's it's really more than just a networking tool it's it's a tool to life almost you know you can sell stuff you can run your your business page like I'm just thinking about both of us that we run some professional Facebook pages for work and like we 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 tell company announcements we there's all sorts of things that it can be used for it's not just uh you know saturday morning uh, making coffee and um here's what i'm doing with my life it's 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 really just a big tool now and it the platform just evolves so much and it just keeps i feel like every month there's a new update and i'm like wow i didn't think we could even do that on the internet but all right here we are yeah there's always something new coming out and there's always some way to, I guess, monetize what you're trying to do. Whether yeah. you're just, you know, trying to, you know, sell your, you have a business, you have a restaurant and you're just trying to, you know, keep up with trends and market yourself. And that's all good. That's, that's amazing. I'm so happy that businesses have these resources, especially small businesses. And especially right now yeah. with the pandemic, it's, it's really a hard time. And I'm glad these tools exist for them to stay connected to their fans. Absolutely. That is Fantastic! I always love seeing my favorite restaurants posting about all their food that they have for takeout or their patios that are starting to open now that it's spring. It's just such a a good incentive for me to want to go support them Mm -hmm. and kind of remind me that they exist. Uh, On the flip side, I think 
our biggest criticisms around social media lie in the world of influencer marketing. Yeah. Um, and just influencers in general, because that's where you see a lot of the, not only the drama, but also just the, the things that make it so that regular people like you and I, or, you know, young folks, even like, you know, older folks, um, start to, I guess just have these insecurities. I think that's just the biggest thing. Yeah. Uh, insecurities. And I mean, we can even dive into the topics of like cyberbullying and mm-hmm. all kinds of really bad stuff. But um, this is where you start to see the negative aspect of social media, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think before we keep diving into what, you know, influencers do and how it can be good, but it's also a very negative aspect, I think we should just clearly define what is an influencer because I feel like that's something that you should be very familiar with the term by now but some I think we should just dive into what is an influencer a little bit more and that might bring um an understanding aspect to uh to our listeners just uh a little bit more yeah that's a great point so in my point of view being someone who's worked in influencer marketing a little bit um, having had to think these things through and kind of find people to uh, work with from a brand perspective is mm-hmm. for me an influencer is someone who has an audience it doesn't need to be super big and it you know it just has to be a group of people who follow them who kind of trust their opinion enjoy the content that they publish uh, and who you know are pretty much willing to buy whatever they're selling or just kind of stay tuned to their everyday life. So there's the category of perhaps like an Instagram influencer who is always kind of talking about their favorite products, talking about their favorite things in general, and that, you know, perhaps they get sponsored to talk about a product and their audience would be actually willing to go try out that product because they trusted that person is trustworthy or is is telling the truth. Mm -hmm. On the other side, you have people who perhaps that's not their main thing and they just want to talk about their life, Uh, you know, vlogs, stuff like that, Um, food bloggers. You know, there's there's so many different niches. Uh, We obviously have our favorites because we are people too and we follow these influencers because it's part of our life. Um, So that's how I define it. Not not a very um, easy definition. But that's that's how I see it. There's like the two different kinds. Well, it's because there's there's already so many out there. And uh, so I think it's hard to narrow down exactly what it is. But basically, I think I think the gist of it is just it's people who who make brand deals like some, you know, you can live by being an influencer if you get enough brand deals and sponsorships. And, you know, some people do this as a living And uh, like Lee said, I mean, you can have any kind of topic. Some people are food influencers. Some people are beauty influencers. Some people are gym influencers. Some people are fashion influencers. It's it's like we said, it's very niche and um, it's hard to narrow down exactly into categories. But uh, there's basically an influencer for just about anything. Yeah. and, And at the core of this is that notion of trust. At least, you know, from my perspective. Yeah. And this is where we start to notice some of the issues that uh, come out of influencer industries. Because when you are promoting a product, there is that expectation of honesty, of being truthful. 
But a lot of in a lot of cases, that's not true. Either the person promoting the product doesn't maybe actually like it that much. It's just for the money. And hey, yeah. who am I to knock someone try to pay their bills? Yeah, I'm I'm not going to necessarily judge that super hard. They just got paid to say that it it's just the reality of it. I mean, sometimes it's yeah. hard to sometimes it's hard to think about that because it's a product that in parentheses it. It makes sense. You know, I'm a very, I will admit, I'm a very gullible person. Like, if you tell me this certain vitamin will make your hair grow and it's going to clear out all your acne and you're going to lose weight. All things that I'm like, wow, fantastic. Where do I sign up? And then when you look back and you take a few steps back, you realize this person was paid by that company to say that. Do they actually use this product yeah probably not yeah there's no real way to know unless the person has an amazing track record of being honest and even then like you know as someone on the outside looking in you can't really know what's happening there so you just have to hope for the best in most cases um and on the other side of dishonesty and influencer marketing is the whole issue behind editing photos behind um kind of like lying about certain things perhaps like in in the case of a a supplement that may you know aid with weight loss um i'm sure that some people who post about those products you know edit their photos in order to look more quote-unquote slim or fit and so your your audience might be like oh my gosh i want to look like this person uh when in reality that person doesn't even look like that or used other means to achieve their um, their look at its base. But it's when you get into, you know, people who kind of it, it can affect your mental health. It is, you know, deceiving and all kinds of issues arise from those topics. Yeah, like I'm just looking at my notes quickly and I put like in in bold and quotation marks and stars and sprinkles all around. It's not always rosy. No, it isn't. Which is which is something that people always tend to not realize. You know, I'm not an influencer in any way, shape, or form. At this at this time we're recording this, you know, I don't even have 800 followers on Instagram. Some people might think, "Wow, that's that's a lot," but you know, in order to make money off of this, let's face it, it's not. And I I always. And I take my Instagram feed very, very seriously. Um, you know, my, my keyword is beige. Um, people know me as Dom uh, Beige. You know, I I like to have a certain color, a certain aesthetic in some of my pictures. And I, I will admit, I'm very hard on myself for someone who doesn't even do this as a living. Like, if a picture, even, the, if, even if the the color of the picture is wrong, not going to post it. It could be the greatest day of my life. And if it's not right, I'm not going to post it. And honestly, it bothers me saying it out loud, but that's just, that's just how it is. Like if you, if you want to have a little bit of a success, success, when it comes to this, you just, you just kind of got to bullshit people. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, but you did say like, you don't feel like an influencer. You don't, you wouldn't call yourself an influencer, but I, I might have to disagree because Yes, we don't get paid to post stuff, at least not at this point in our social media life, but you still have, you know, almost 800 people who either know you in real life or somehow know who you are, follow you, 
see whatever you're going to be posting about. Let's say you post about, you know, a product that's been helping out your skin. Uh, yeah, and, I guess. you know, one or two people might actually go out and buy that just because they know you. They know you're a trustworthy person. They, you know, have respect for you and for the struggles you've gone through for your skin, for example. And mm-hmm. they might go buy it. So, yes, we're not quote-unquote influencers, like, you know, we don't have a million followers, but we can, we still have the power to influence people, and that's kind of why the micro and nano-influencer categories are really exploding right now, too, in the influencer marketing world. Yeah. It is something I take very seriously as well. If I, if I post a picture of, you know, um... For example, I'm just thinking of my last one that I did last week. I posted a picture of a candle that I bought. Well, I absolutely adore that candle. I'm not going to post something of something that I don't like or don't use daily. If if it's just like, you know, there's a difference between posting something that you actually like and posting something that looks good. You know, I, I tend to buy things that are on brand um, to what I use. And we can talk about that in another episode about branding and all of that. But I really tend to buy things that are on brand. So for me, it is easy to post about that because it is products that I do like that work with um, my color scheme. And it's just kind of, I like to praise myself on the fact that if I am posting about a product, it is an honest review and it is, it is something that I truly use on a daily basis. Yeah, I think I think that's important for us to kind of hold as values. At least in my opinion, I really value honesty and I value yeah. trustworthiness and I do buy a lot of products based off of these people that I trust on social media because I, you know, I I trust them and I trust their expertise and that's something that I hope that you know, if, if I post about something, I mean, I've had conversations with uh, friends recently that um, because I've been posting a lot more about skincare, they've been going yeah. back in my story highlights and seeing what I've been posting. And then they've been looking into those products to see if they'll be right for them. And I hold so much, you know, responsibility in that case. Because yeah. I'm the one who said that I like that product. Um, and people trust, you know, even though I'm not like a, an expert by any means, I do know a bit about these things. So right. they, they trust my opinion. And I can only imagine if I had a million followers of perhaps young, impressionable teens, for example, and I post about something, like, you could have thousands of people going out and buying that product because of you. (laughs) And there are ways to track that, but... For example, about that kind of stuff, I'm just thinking about, like, those TikTok trends that just blew up overnight, you know? Like, for example, when when the big... um, pasta feta tomato thing came out there's entire countries that sold out of feta cheese because so many people wanted to try that recipe or you think of like I don't know I don't know if this shows up on your TikTok feed but as someone who likes skincare um they're all saying like oh go buy this certain brand go you know and I'm thinking to myself you know I live in a small town where you know, you just get your simple basic skincare at the drugstore and that's what it is. Well, and and I think, well, you know, not many people saw those videos. So I'm going to go to the drugstore and it's all going to be there. And then I get there. And for example, the CeraVe brand is always sold out at all times. And I'm like, come on, guys. Am I the like, did everyone see those TikToks too? Like I, you know, it's not like I live in a big city. I don't live in Montreal, Toronto, where where trends like that just 
pick up. Like, it's just, I just think of how a simple little 10 second video even can blow up so much to, you know, entire stores and entire countries selling out of a certain product. Yeah, that's that really kind of shows the power of social media and how it's really important that we don't take these things lightly. Yeah. Uh, yes, you know, we can kind of poke fun at the feta cheese thing and how there's no more feta cheese in any store. Even I have had a, a hard time finding feta cheese and, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to eat it on a salad, y'all. Like, calm down. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, that shows the power of it. And then when you start to think about the negative things that can arise from having that much power that's when it starts to get kind of scary for yeah for me well yeah like we're like we said in in our first few episodes we don't we're not going to share our political standpoints but like you think of everything that can be shared and, and retweeted and everything in just an hour and there's there's all sorts of things there's good things but there's also you know political propaganda there's there's stuff about covid there's that's just how the fake news cycle begins and how deadly and fast it is yeah well we'll save fake news for its whole entire episode because that is certainly something that i'm very passionate about and yeah um you know all, all these different things but um when we talk about just like let's say beauty influencers or, or these people on on instagram or youtube or whatever who don't post about like quote-unquote really important things yeah. uh they still have the power to bring a lot of harm if we give uh, all this power and influence to people who maybe have negative intentions or maybe just aren't even thinking of the effect that they can have on young people, for example, I, I yeah. keep thinking of young people because I know that at that point, you know, you you do have a lot of trust. You are the most vulnerable and yeah. Yeah, and you're vulnerable and you don't have a lot of like money to spend. So every little thing that you do buy is very impactful and kind of, you know, you, you really put a lot of hope into it. Uh yeah. And that even opens up the door to uh, people having problems with self-esteem. This is something I 100% admit to having when I see people on social media who look really good, you know, on society standards. Um, I start feeling really insecure about myself and I start noticing things that, yeah. you know, I didn't think of before about myself. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this like bad is this like something I should change and I really need to think about how you know I need to go back and love me for who I am 1000% but I think this is really more of a new kind of trend and I am so on board with it people are showing their ugly sides you know people are showing I have cellulite I have stretch marks I have acne. This is who I am. And I'm really happy that that's finally starting to trend because, you know, you can show young people, especially that it, it's okay. Like, it's okay if you're not 120 pounds with a flat stomach and this and that. And, you know, it's, it's okay because most of the people who do Nine out of ten times, I can promise you that picture was edited to look a certain way. And people are kind of stepping back from that kind of mold, I think we could say. And I'm so happy it's trending, you know, to share your stretch marks, share your cellulite, share your acne. Because you just, you look at the stats and like nine out of ten people will have cellulite at some point. That's just how it is. It's how the body works. Yeah. And no, that's absolutely such a 
a great point, and I agree with it. And I really hope that this trend of reality on social media keeps trending because that's it's yeah. just it feels so not it doesn't feel good to see it but it, you feel normal and everyone's yeah. normal is slightly different but everyone's no, everyone's normal is valid and i really hope that it sticks on and i think it, it goes back to the the original when you look back at what social media was intended for it was to find these platforms and these groups that you have things in common with and you know posting about your you know your your acne your cellulite your stretch marks your your weight gain everything so many people are going to be able to relate to that and then you're going to go back to the basis of we have this in common, so we should be friends and we should be in this group and we're going to help each other boost each other up kind of thing. And I, I'm i so happy that it's finally starting and it's it's rising in popularity. Like, literally, every time someone posts a picture like that, I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, I try to do it myself, but there's a certain point as well that you're like, okay, well, you know, I'm still part of that societal norm that is like, okay, well, you can't have acne, you can't have this. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Yeah, that's that's so true. That resonates really hard for me, too. Um, something else that bothers me about social media that also kind of touches that trustworthiness um, or lack thereof is the whole concept of uh, fake followers and fake likes and fake however. I know this is something that you and I have talked about at length over the years. We Probably like weekly at this point. Yeah, and um, there have been certain cases where we've spotted it amongst folks that we know and folks that we kind of both follow and whatnot. Uh, And it's it's obvious. Like from from a professional perspective, it's, it's really easy to tell when your audience is fake. Um, yep. There are tools that exist, and even just looking at the ratio of followers to likes or followers to comments, it's it's not too hard to spot. And um, it's yep. kind. Of, I, I find it. I guess. Okay, I have two perspectives. I find it sad that people feel like they need to spend money or go through other you know means to uh, add followers to their follower count and feel like they yeah. need to do that. Like I, I find that kind of sad. But on the other side. From a business perspective, uh, it does add, you know, notoriety to have like, you know, a, a 10 instead of a five in, next to the K next to your, your follower number. Yeah. Like that yeah. adds notoriety, that adds legitimacy. Uh, but if you look into it, if you take two seconds to c- compare, then it's super easy to find out and then you lose all credibility. Exactly. And I mean... I think I think you just you just explained it very well. It, it, it takes away from the credibility, and um, if a brand is is serious about doing business with you, they have the tools, and they're gonna evaluate what you have and what kind of what kind of posts you do. And um, if if they see that you know a certain percentage of your followers are fake they're i'm sorry but they're not going to pick you because those like we said it it's in the word fake they want they want you to share their product with a real audience that is going to potentially buy that product and not the bots that you're mm-hmm. selling this to the bots are not going to buy this product no exactly the real people the tangible 
audience will. And if, if you, if you know, if you have 10,000 followers and 8,000 of those followers are not real people, then I'm sorry, but you just shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's funny though, because even as someone who's worked for a brand and who, who does check that before, um, employing someone to promote products, um, unfortunately not all brands do that kind of legwork. Well, no. No, but, that's also um, something, yeah. I remember reading an article once uh, that came out. Uh, I think Radio Canada published it, or, or someone in, in French, I think, published it. But they had pretty much created a completely fake account, bought like a couple thousand fake followers, and were reaching out to local brands. I think it was in Montreal to work huh. with them. Like all the pictures were of this one person, and they were like nice yeah. pictures. They were staged well and for the specific niche, but all the followers are fake, all of them. Wow. And some of the brands actually did end up accepting to work with her or him. I, I forget who who was behind that. But anyways, um, some of the brands did. And, and they were like, you know, very um, big names in the area. That's so, interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's kind of funny how those things happen. But I think this type of um, issue won't resolve itself until two things happen. Until one... Uh, we stop noticing or caring for the number of followers next to someone's name, which I don't see happening anytime soon. Nope. Or when brands actually start taking this seriously, which again, I don't see happening anytime soon because, no. you know, a lot of these really, I'm not sketchy brands, but brands that don't necessarily value their, um, like the way people see them, uh, yeah. might not necessarily care about that that much because mm-hmm. if you do get caught working with someone who has 98% fake followers that doesn't look too good on you no no and there's also there's it's like you said some brands don't necessarily look at that like um we were just saying to each other the other day how many like we had to go in our advanced settings just on Instagram and block the word dm in the comments cuz we were both so tired of getting you know, accounts that just kind of throw things at you. And it's like, okay, well, yes, you you have nice products, but I have also five other companies that tried to sell me the exact same product that you're trying to sell me. Mm -hmm. So I know right there, the legitimate, the legitimacy, however you say it, I'm sorry, but it's not there. No, there are so many of those like fake bought accounts just trying to get you to quote-unquote partner with them but it's all a scam it's all not true and you see those comments on like literally every account you can even like not use hashtags and they'll still somehow find your picture and comment that kind of weird stuff on it so yeah i've blocked out so many words from my like comments because i mean okay yes i guess it gives you engagement but also it's so annoying it is annoying i mean i not gonna lie, I did block most of them, but some of them I still, you know, I still get at least one DM a day that's like, oh, we wanted it, we want to partner up with you. And I look at their profile and I look, you know, is there some sort of legitimacy in this? And, you know, sometimes there is. And I just truly say, I'm I'm sorry, but I I'm not in need of your product right now. Thanks anyway. There you can be polite. We're all people here. But there's some you can tell. It's literally just a bot that generated that message. And they, like, one time they even spelt my name wrong. I was like, mm. come on, you can at least try. Like, I know I have a long name, but still, like, 
you know, it's It's just, right there. It's on my profile, it, dude. Exactly. And I have one brand, for example, I, I will straight up admit to doing this mistake. Um, they approached me to sell me, I think it was jewelry, and I fell to it. You know, their their stuff was very nice and you could tell just by looking at the pictures online that this was high quality stuff. And I did buy some of it. And not going to lie, it is my favorite jewelry. I wear it almost every day. But about a week after purchasing my things, I had another one of their sub account DM me. And they were like, hey, we like your content. Collab with us. And I was like, I sent them the screenshot of the conversation that I had with another one of their partners. I was like, do you guys not talk to each other? Mm-hmm. And um, that was about a month ago. And they still haven't answered back. So... Not going to lie, yes, I did fall for the trap. But at the same time, you know, so did they. Like, you got to you gotta talk to the people that, that also work with you, you know? There were two different people, you could tell. But once I sent that screenshot, you could tell that they just went, oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, I sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry, like, you're not going to make more money off of me. I might keep on buying some of their products, like I said, because it is a high quality and I do like the way it looks. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not going to be through this. Um, you're not going to get the influencer. You're not going to give me a code. We're not we're got, we're not going to be business partners in that way. I'm sorry. You're too unorganized. And just the fact that, you know, you did send me the exact same message that your coworker sent me gives me a clear clue. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty damn sure that all those messages and comments are just a tactic for them to sell stuff. Even if it's just yeah. like, oh, they get free product, just pay for shipping. You're paying for the product. You're like, yep. you know, that, that, they're still getting your money, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 100%. And I mean, I did I did save quite a bit because uh, the stuff that I did buy off of them, you look at their website and it's, it's not cheap. You know, it was like, I think it was like 100 and some bucks for a necklace and I was like wow if I can get that for free I'm all for it but at the same time I was so not insulted but kind of like butthurt by the fact that like that happened and I was like you know what no I'm done that's just pretty basic marketing though like having something listed at this like super high price and then being like oh it's 70 percent off today only the the product was never a hundred dollars the product is you know worth 30 bucks and you're paying 30 bucks for it yeah and i will i i did fall for it not gonna lie but uh at the same time you know just just to close that that kind of not it is nice jewelry not gonna lie i do wear it all the time love it but at the same time i'm like i learned my lesson i'm done Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having worked with some influencers in the past from like the other side too, trying to approach brands um, to try to get partnerships, it's hard because you need to have a certain legitimacy. You need to have a certain amount of followers. Each brand's going to have their certain parameters of the people they want to work with. And it's usually not as easy as just reaching out, asking for a partnership, and they'll be like, oh, yes, of course. You know, usually you have to try quite a few times unless you're like a super, super popular influencer. So, you know, I doubt that most brands would reach out to someone with, you know, a few hundred followers to be like, oh, like, here's some yeah. free stuff. Can you talk about us? Hey, some some might, but you need yeah. to have some pretty impressive content and pretty good potential to actually sell. So yeah. that, that's kind of my p- point of view as well. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I think we can just we we can just close on that one because. It's like we said, we could we could go on for hours and we only have a certain amount of time. But um, I think I think the best thing that you can you can learn out of all that is just if it sounds too good to be true, 
It probably is. Mm-hmm. If someone's trying to sell you a vitamin that'll cure everything that ails you or a tea that is going to make you skinny, but it's really just going to yeah. make you run to the toilet five times a day um, yep. and not it's have not a good it. time. It's not true. It's not nope. worth it. If you see someone who honestly just looks really good all the time on social media, they don't look like that all the time. They get bloated like us. They get pimples like us. They have cellulite and they have insecurities too. They yep. just are really good at hiding or editing them out. Yeah. So I think that um, we uh, we just kind of threw so much negative information <laughs> out there that uh, you know there is some positive stuff that we can pull out of out of social media and um, I think I think it's also important to just go over those as well because you know absolutely there don't social media is good don't get me wrong um, there is some very good things about that and uh, those are also very important to talk about I think the first thing. Um, to it would be more of an advice than you know a, a positive thing but i think we'll, we'll give you the 411 really on how to take those really good pictures because i don't want to brag or i i'm i'm really not saying this to make myself sound in a certain way but i'm very proud of my instagram feed and i put so much work on it same here and i mean we're saying how to take good pictures we mean how to take you know pictures of yourself that look good from like a, pho- a, ph- a photography angle like good lighting yeah. good uh, stuff like that not necessarily to you know hide all your insecurities because we do want to encourage people to post their authentic selves on social media mm-hmm. so dom do you want to tell uh the story of how we got those amazing beach pictures once oh my god i oh god i mean just thinking about the pain i was in um, brings back some very bad memories. But at the same time, two years later, I could still frame those pictures and put them in my house because I like them so much. So um, basically what happens with Liz is that ever since she moved away, um, we used to take pictures together all the time when she used to live here. And we there's, there is a certain aspect that we do miss. So when, when she does come, we do plan either a whole morning or a whole afternoon just to take pictures. So we take them very seriously. Don't get me wrong. Like we fix the lighting. We do this. We do that. We do makeup. We do hair. We do outfits. We do, we do it all. And it's fun. I like it. It's my, it's my own little way of feeling like I'm going to be a model, which I'm never going to be because I'm, um, shaped like a weird peanut and I live in Shidiak, New Brunswick and (laughs) I'm five feet tall. So let's face it. I, I'm not going to break out. So it's my way of thinking, you know, one day, one day I'm going to be a model. So uh, we got ready. We put about two inches of makeup on our face. Um, and we're, we, we told ourselves we're going to go to the beach and we're going to take sunset pictures. So, you know, all set. We get to the beach. And what's fun is that usually around that time, the tourists are gone. And, you know, there's not a lot of people left. So you can really do whatever. And no one's going to judge you because there's not a lot of people there. So we start taking pictures. You know, they look really good on on our little preview camera thing. And we keep taking pictures, keep taking pictures. And then by then it was it was dark and the pictures weren't turning out anymore. And it was getting a little chilly. So we're like, oh, we're going to go home. And then as soon as we get home, you know, we take our makeup off, put our hair up and we start editing. And all of a sudden my knee starts to itch really bad, like really bad. And I, I, it feels it feels almost like a mosquito bite, but like times 10. For context, we were in the water at the beach for certain shoots. Yes. 
Uh, and this yes. beach, uh, Parley Beach, perhaps isn't, re- no, isn't known for its best water quality all year long. No. So, continue. But at the same time, the day we went, there was no water warning. There was nothing. So, we That's thought true. it was all good. That is true. So, we keep editing and everything. And uh, I'm just thinking, I also have very sensitive skin. So, I thought that maybe it was like the salt water or something that got in there. And then, uh, anyway, so I get up to do something. And Liz goes, oh, my God, look at your knee. And I look down, and my knee is probably triple the size it needs to be. It's all red. It was terrible. It was scary. And it felt almost to the muscle. Like, I would walk, and I would feel it kind of moving around. And I was like, oh, no, this is not good. So, you know, I took Benadryl. I I looked it up, and I put ice on it. And it, it eventually went down. But it goes to show I literally got a bacterial infection for those good pictures. Yeah, it's the price you pay for Instagram content, and I agree. Like, I love coming home mostly for the fact—I mean, not mostly for the fact, but in large part for the fact that I know I'm going to come home with great pictures from yeah. Dom. <laughs> and we take it so seriously. Like, oh, I can't—I can't even start to explain the amount of time and money that we have put into those pictures. You know, sometimes we we find these pictures and i must admit pinterest is the greatest tool that you will ever have when it comes to picture inspo it's all on there i literally have a board that's called lee's and um Mm -hmm. just for some picture inspiration and i have seen myself going to buy whole new outfits just to get that shot yeah and and also for that one we did at the beach where you got your knee infection um we put on so much glitter on our face i still remember how that we had body oil we had body highlighter we had it all man it was a very glowy picture um that we got as a result of that and i love it it looked so so cool oh they were like a 10 out of 10 i mean i've had that instagram profile picture on for the past like two years now and every time that i got like a new decent picture i'm like okay i'm gonna change it i'm gonna use that one and i just put it i'm like it's not the same. It's not it's not hitting the same. I, I just like that picture so much that uh well I, I mean until we get a new knee infection, I guess it's gonna stay there. Yep. And uh I look forward to hopefully next time I'll be able to go to New Brunswick. We'll most likely be this summer once we all get our, our vaccines. Um we'll get another beach photo uh shoot done. Hopefully, hopefully. minus the knee infection. That'd be great. Yeah. So that was that was a really great time. Minus, oh god minus how your knee almost fell off well you know um but uh there's also the fact of uh building your brand especially i'm thinking of like instagram that uh i do get asked all the time you know like how do you how do you create your feed to look that way and i think i think the best thing the key word in all of this is it's consistency you know i take my pictures and the dominant color needs to be either beige or white. I can have accents of dark of or another color in there, and, and it works. But at the end, I know that if I'm going to put, I have a filter. I have two filters that I use, and that's it. If those two filters are not going to look good on that picture, it's, it's not up to it. I can fix it the lighting happen. and the exposure. If it doesn't look good on the feed, it didn't happen in my life, so I'm not going to post about exactly. it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think when it comes to building that, uh, that aesthetic, like we call it, it's just to have that consistency and also try to post 
as much as you can. You'll look at the stats and they say you should post on Instagram twice a day. I'm like, man, if we're lucky if I post once a week, because right now I'm living in COVID. I work nine to five. It's all I got going for myself. You know, it's a little easier in the summer. You go to the beach, you do this, you do that. But especially in the wintertime where I'm cooped up in my gray bedroom where nothing matches. I'm like, I, I, I got nothing to post about. And that's OK. That's OK. That's that's how regular people live our lives. And like that two posts a day, I think, is more for like your brands or your influencers who are running their entire lives because of social media. Yeah, if you do have the time in a day to to post those two pictures, because just posting one picture, like a basic picture for one of us, there's at least an hour of work behind it. Yeah. T- taking the picture, adjusting the lighting, adjusting the filter so everything matches, then finding, never mind that, you got to find a creative caption, which, oh God, I hate it so much. It just stresses me out thinking about it. Like the amount of times that I'm like, I'm just not going to post a caption. And then I think like, come on, like you have a degree in this stuff, like you can try and i'm like ah like oh yeah and then you just write something super simple like at the sea (laughs) yeah like i ate an orange today fun fact it's like no one cares yeah yeah i think i think i think that's just the kind of gist to it um yeah we ranted we also ranted we we had a nice story to tell Exactly. Um, I will say, though, that this was just like a snapshot and a really quick overview of uh, the influencer world and social media marketing and all that stuff. We're going to cover a lot more of these topics in depth in future episodes, but it was nice to kind of get all this off our chest first and foremost. Yes, I agree. So uh, not to uh, insert a pun here, but you can follow us on social media. Yeah. we have an Instagram that we're going to start posting very regularly on that. It's the Liz and Dom pod. Um, you know, we both run it. We will we will share about uh, what we talked about on the episode. We'll, we'll share a few tips and tricks on there. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. Uh, you can go follow us on there. That's also active now. And uh, until next time, uh, drink your water, wash your face, and be kind, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.